Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio in Forsyth County, Georgia, welcome to the Retirement Planning and Wealth Management Podcast, brought to you by WebWealth Advisors. Visit webwealthadvisors.com for their full scope of services. Now here's your host. Good afternoon. Glad to have everybody on this afternoon, and I am honored and privileged to have Mr. Rick Strom, Paradigm Security Services, as uh, my guest today, and I'm very happy to have you, Rick. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Good, good, good. Well, let's get to it. Um, Rick has a very successful security business, and uh, the first thing I want to know is how in the world have you grown this thing to over 100 employees? Very, very slowly, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where the biggest thing is getting the clients. And as you get the clients and, the, and you focus on your clients and doing the best that you can to get security off of their plates and onto yours, uh, the best way to do it is to get referrals. Okay. And, of course, you know, if you, you don't get referrals unless you do a good job. That's right. So the best thing that we've done is we've worked very hard with starting with the first couple of clients. And then every time we, of course, we sell two, we go out and we talk to people. But the big thing is you do a good enough job to where they recommend you to somebody else. And as you do, it just continues to grow. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, I've heard referrals are just the key to growing your business. Oh, Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Well, um, you know, uh, recently with uh, COVID and everything, how has that affected your business, both uh, in, in the security business? Well, when it first started, of course, practically everything shut down. The nice thing about security is when we were first in security, and I say the nice thing, that'll be kind of the second thing, but when it first started, a lot of the stuff was going, uh, the, a lot of the clients were cutting back. And so security was one of the things they cut back. But as you, as it stayed longer and longer, uh, a lot of our stuff is residential. Mm-hmm. And of course, they were having people that either weren't paying their rent, were getting forgiven their rent, or they were having to, to leave that and their their clientele was going down. So the requirement for security was less. But as time went along, they decided that, you know, it was creating such a problem that they needed more security. And once it started that, our business started to go back. We were probably one of the lucky ones that we didn't, we never laid off a single person during COVID. Wow. Uh, During the whole time. Uh, We cut back on a lot of stuff. Uh, You don't go out to eat. You don't do a lot of things. But uh, the main thing was that we didn't want to lay off anybody. So even though the demand went down, we were able to keep the people employed, which really That's helped great. us to keep a number of the number of employees up. Sure. I'm sure that helped you in the long run as well because you're able to maintain your employee base and keep them and that's uh that's Absolutely. very impressive because not many businesses can say they didn't not many, lay off people. Yeah, not many people can say that they didn't lay off anybody. Uh, even a sure. lot of security companies downsize. Sure. Uh, it actually put a few of the security companies out of business. Ouch. And uh, but we managed to stay. It was just like in the recession that we had before that. There again, we didn't lay a single person off during that recession. 
Wow. Uh, we just kept downsizing in our personal affairs. Sure. And just kept things going so that we didn't. We still had the base there to pay people. Sure. Well, that's yeah. a big uh, one way to keep people. Oh yeah. Well, that's a that's admirable that you did that to keep your employees employed. So well, it's a it's, lot of sacrifice. It was important. It yeah. was important. Uh, they've got they've got lives. They've got families. They've got bills. So you got to try to keep them employed. Sure. Sure. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Um, how did you start your business? How did it evolve? Well, I'm retired law enforcement. Yes, sir. Tell I, us about that. I spent 25 years with the city of Atlanta. Nice. Worked uh, just about everything from back when we had projects, worked the streets there, mm-hmm. uh, worked uh, most all of the zones at one time or the other in uniform, was a motorcycle sergeant for a while. Uh, then I went into criminal investigations division, ran the decoy squad mm-hmm. for a while, special operations, uh, special operations consisted of SWAT and, uh, decoy. Mm-hmm. And I ran the decoy part of it. And from there went into the, uh, well, that was actually the zone. Then went into the CID criminal investigations, detective division and stayed there pretty much the rest of my career. Um, I went out one time because I asked to go out, and then they did a shake-up and brought me back in. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of a planned thing. Sure. And um, when I left, I was over what we called at that time white-collar crime. Wow. And it was interesting because white-collar crime back at that time was we had a couple of investigators. We had one computer, and Bachelor knew how to use the computer. Mm-hmm. And I learned. Gotcha. <laughs> so it was it was an interesting thing. But then we and we called it the fraud check squad actually at that time because we did mostly banks, mostly fraud, mostly checks, mm-hmm. and then went into more in depth white collar crime work. And then in uh, 97, 97, I retired twenty five years, and was deciding what I wanted to do. Uh, how I wanted to do it. I was thinking about putting in a couple of resumes with a few companies. Mm-hmm. I did that. Then my wife and I, we had been working since 1988 in actual security before I ever retired. And what we were doing at that time was hiring police officers to work construction sites, doing traffic and off, extra jobs is what mm-hmm. we were doing. And we did that for from 1988 until 2006. We decided to try to make a business out of that, and it was uh, Strong Security Services at back then. And so once we got through with that, we we get, we had clients that decided they wanted to go into the private security to to work their sites and get away from the very expensive law enforcement. And nobody was doing both at that time, mm-hmm. but they wanted to have one person that they that invoiced them for both services. So we decided. We try that. I borrowed a couple of people from a friend of mine that worked some private security. Didn't like the way they looked. Didn't like the way they dressed. Didn't like the way they handled the security. So my wife and I sat down and we started Paradigm Security Services. Got a license. We started from our dining room table. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually from the desk in our dining room then moved to the dining room table and then moved. We built a basement out in offices and stuff, and I tried it down there. And then we slowly started getting offices out away from the house. And uh, we've just been successful since then. We've moved from the few security officers that we had uh, in the construction industry. 
where now we do residential, we do patrols, we do logistics, we do health care centers. Uh, we, we do a, a pretty varied, different type of uh, client. And uh, it's just slowly grown. We have 17 patrol vehicles. Uh, wow. I wish I'd have never gotten into the car business. Yeah. Repair, the repair bears are unreal. But um, we do seven, we have 17 now. We do patrols. We do some executive protection. Mm-hmm. Um, really, there's any, anywhere you see a security officer, and I call them officers, not guards, but anywhere you see a security officer, we do that. Gotcha. So that's kind of how it developed. Nice. Great story. It was a long trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've arrived. Well, I hope Very so. Very successfully. <laughs> well, good for you. Congratulations Thank on you. all that. Appreciate it. How, um, how is technology, what part is that playing nowadays in security? Because you see all these cameras and everything. And if you call us, somebody to come out and you know do cameras at your house and all that, I mean, it's pretty involved. It's pretty high-tech stuff. Yeah, that's a good question. Um it has really changed a lot over the years. The security officer part is is important if you want to deter. Cameras are important if you want to have the evidence. Uh, so technology, the ideal situation is to have a camera set up that can see what's going on and at the, then also have a security officer on the site that can respond and react to whatever they see as well as doing patrols. That's the perfect setup. Most people don't really want to do both. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of uh, the, the more we go and the longer we go into as things develop and improve, the camera situation is getting more and more developed. It's getting much higher technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen all the bank pictures where you really can't make them out, that kind of stuff. Sure. A lot of the cameras are that way. But they're they're getting a lot better camera systems up now. And, you know, we, are, we partner with people. We don't do the cameras, but we partner with them. And uh, we have a few sites that we do cameras and uh, officers, like I suggested. And it really, uh, it's changed a lot because, it, like I say, as the technology advances, the, you've got to be able to at least get into that area if you want to survive as a security company. Sure. And so that's what we're trying to do slowly. Seems like you're methodical in your moves, and uh, that's got to help you on the financial and planning operational side. It does. I've got some awfully, awfully good people in my operations. I've got uh, my guy that runs operations, the operation director. He is a retired law enforcement as well. He was a police chief out west in several in several places, mm-hmm. and he managed to land with me. And uh, he's like the Energizer Bunny. He just he's never he never stops. And uh, my operations manager, uh, Ashley, is uh, extremely good in what she does. She's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to keep things diverse. Uh, she's a black female. She is mm-hmm. a tough one. Mm-hmm. And I love her to death. Uh, awesome. she, is, she is the meat of the operations, even though the director oversees and runs things, is always going. She handles all the scheduling and handles all the people. Nice. And i got a couple of captains. And... You know, it's just a matter of having a good, solid team and management under you that helps and makes my job a lot easier. With all this success and everything, um, how are you preparing for your retirement? Well, that's a good question. Uh, my wife is a CPA. She's nice. co-owner. Mm-hmm. 
she is uh, has done all our investing over the years, as CPAs tend to have to do. Uh, I, use, I always say she took a cop's salary and took it a whole lot farther than this cop ever would. Gotcha. But, um, you know, it's one of those things that we are always looking at uh, as far as what to do, how to do. Uh, I mean, I there's got to be a point where I retire. And, you know, it hopefully sooner than later. Yes, sir. And, you know... <sighs> We look at so many things. I know so many people that do investments. We haven't really done outside investments up to this point. Uh, it's always been uh, through the different things that she's put in place. Sure. But, you know, there's going to come a point where we sell. And once we sell, provided somebody walks up to me and says, I'll give you X amount of dollars for your company. And then I sure. say, sure. Uh, but once that time comes, we've got to know what to do with that. Sure. And that's going to be very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that makes sense. Well, um, in the meantime, I mean, you run the day-to-day. You're you know, chief executive officer, and you oversee everything. It sounds like you have a pretty good team behind you if you wanted to step away a little bit. or I try, but I'm very hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my downsides, I guess. Uh, some people would say it's the downside. Most of them work for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm constantly in it. I'm in the office every day. Uh, occasionally, I've got to where I'll take some Fridays off and mm-hmm. maybe go to the lake or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, my wife and I, for years, both of, neither one of us together go on a vacation. She goes on vacations with the kids and grandkids every summer, mm-hmm. and I stay at home. Mm-hmm. So when she goes on her vacation, one of us is always there. Gotcha. Yeah, I just I'm not comfortable just both of us leaving sure even though i probably should be i mean right. it, it runs just fine without me sure but i just i get antsy <laughs> i hear you i hear you well i'm you a know, control freak gotcha well you know that's what's driven you and made you so successful so. well always staying on top of it and i read the reports as they come through we we use uh an in the clouds reporting system okay and by doing that I get the reports that they send to the clients every day and that they generate on the, on the uh, sites and stuff. I get them every morning. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I do is I open them up and I start looking and then people start getting emails from me. Gotcha. So they know when I'm at work. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. So as far as what do you want to do for the rest of your life aside from run your company? I mean, there's got to be a point where see, you and your wife can go away. You can have some fun. And enjoy life and travel. Oh, we have our bucket lists. My wife wants to go to Hawaii sometime. Yes, sir. I tell her we better do it soon. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I mean, I'm 70 years old. Mm-hmm. I got a birthday uh, coming up this next month. Nice. And so, you know, it, there's only so many years there I've got left, as far as I know. And, you know, I'd like to do something besides work. I've worked sure. since I was, I don't know, preteen. Right. So I've worked all these years. So, you know, there's got to be some point, I think, you do something besides work. Right. But then I know I'll do something. I've seen too many guys that retired from law enforcement, and they were there for years and years. They retired. They did nothing, and when they were five years, they were dead. So wow. I don't really want to go that route. Gotcha. So I figure I'll do something. I just don't sure. know what. Sure. We have a house that sits up at Sinclair that we purchased uh, – Last year, after the one time I thought our mortgage, I was going to be mortgage-free for the rest of my life, Right, we got mortgage-free, and she bought another house. 
Gotcha. So as a result, um, we we get a chance to go up there. Nice. Uh, they're going up this weekend. I'll probably not go this weekend. Gotcha. But then everybody will go the next weekend because it's holiday. So sure. If my Makes boat sense. ever gets fixed, I'll be there. <laughs> That's right. You're having trouble with your boat, huh? Oh, God. Uh, I bought it back in 92, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was a 78-year, 1978 wow. cobalt. And I just put a new engine in it, and mm-hmm. that took a bunch. So but it's just one thing on top of another. I wanted sure. to name it the black hole when I mm-hmm. got it, and my wife wouldn't let me do that. Right. Now she's second-guessing that decision. <laughs> right. Well, it can often be that. Well, you know, you got to do something to, to – got to do something for fun. Absolutely. You know, there's, golf is fun. I'm not very good at it, but it's fun. Uh, the lake is great to get away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you always come back to yeah, I'm happy at work. I enjoy what I do. Mm-hmm. And by enjoying what I do, it gives me the opportunity to really focus on it and try to make it better. Good, good. Well, I I agree with you on the boating. I, that's what I do. I'm blessed to live on the lake and have a boat right there. You just hop on it and go when you want. It's a real sense of freedom. If it's running, it's great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, I know a great boat mechanic, too. And the best thing is when you call him, he actually tends to answer his phone and respond to you. And when he says he's going to do something, he actually does it. He shows up. So. Yeah, I've, I've got one that's the same way. He's actually a car mechanic, but years ago he was a boat mechanic. Good. He's been nice enough to take this project on for me. Sure. Uh, he kind of wishes he hadn't agreed to it, but because it keeps keeps regurgitating itself. <laughs> right, right, right. I have learned that it, getting a newer boat helps. At least it yeah. seems to start up. That's well, I told her if we ever sell there. the business, I'm going to buy a new boat, and she says, "Ah, eh, probably not." We, I got there are higher priorities, and I asked her whose, and she said mine. Gotcha. So uh, when her priorities are taken care of, I might get a little boat out of it. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds but good. But a lot of that will depend on the investments that we made. Yes, so. sir. Well, we'd love to at least give you a second opinion on uh, what we could do, and. Maybe, you know, ask some of the right questions to understand what y'all want to do and what your exit strategy could be and set up a plan that would accommodate having fun, traveling, <laughs> getting another boat, doing what you want to do and enjoying your life. Sounds like something Susan needs to talk to you about. Okay, great. We'll love to do that. All right. But, um, you know, one of the things that I think is the biggest is, you know, we talked a little bit um, about how it's changed over the years. When 9-11 happened, um, law enforcement, of course, law enforcement and security completely changed. Yes, sir. Uh, When 9-11 happened, uh, your regular security guards pretty much became first responders. Mm -hmm. And they've been first responders pretty much ever since. A lot of it is not accepted yet by the uh, police personnel, which is one of the reasons I've always called them officers, mm-hmm. is because I try to work closely with the police departments. Sure. And I want those police departments looking at my people as somebody that has that knows what they're doing, isn't going to get in their way, but will help them out whenever they want to. Sure. And go by officers. And so that's something I've worked very hard to do. But police as well, you know, once 9-11 hit, mm-hmm. It was a matter of so much changed in the way they handled things, the way they reacted to things, the way they responded to things. And then on top of that, with all of the active shooter stuff we've had, 
there's just so much that the first person on that scene is security officers. They've got to know how, how to interact with those law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. But just as importantly, the law enforcement officers have to know how to interact with the security personnel. Sure. And for so many years, just like when I was in law enforcement, I'd have a security officer come up or a security guard come up. And I'd tell them, you know, get out of the way. Go, go find you something to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't get out of my way, I'm going to put your butt in jail, that type of thing. Right. And I don't want them looking at my people like that. Sure. So we do a lot of – we have our own training academy. Nice. That we decided that if we were going to do training, we'd do it right, and we'd have our own people. I've got an on-staff state-certified trainer. Nice. Uh, the director of operations that I mentioned, James, he's a post-certified uh, firearms instructor and just got his NRA Mm-hmm. firearms instructor this past weekend finished it up nice so i want these people to be you know respected by the law enforcement mm-hmm. and to return respect the law enforcement officers when they get there it's a it's an interaction sure and and that's brought, been brought on primarily by what all happened since 9 11 because gotcha. there's so much that you don't know when you get there right and you've got to be able to interact with people that are on that scene and they've got to know what they're doing Sure. So that's the one thing we really try to focus on in our training is what to pay attention to, how to interact with law enforcement. And anytime I'm with law enforcement, mm-hmm. I do the same thing. I went through Leadership Gwinnett a few years ago, and one nice. of the things we did was the ride along with the police officers. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of fun because I felt like I was right back where I was 20 years before that. Sure. Uh, and they knew my background, so – they treated me just like I was one of them as far as when we went on calls. Nice. It was really interesting. Oh, yeah. We got to know each other a little bit. And of course, we gained a little respect for each other that way. That's good. So, like but that's how things have ever. changed a lot since you know, 9-11. 9/11. But, uh, any other things you want to tell me you want to do in the future or <laughs> think about? Or? Well, the main thing is just take a little time to relax and yes, enjoy life. I've got... Six grandkids. Nice. I got one great granddaughter. Nice. And, you know, it's a matter of wanting to be able to, you know, do something with these people. Three of them are out west in Texas. Three of them are here right around the corner, literally from us, live in the same uh, little subdivision we live in. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of getting to know them a little better, letting them get to know you. Take them out and take them fishing. Good. Uh, Do stuff like that. Stuff that granddads do that I really haven't had a chance to do. Good. Well, I'll be thinking about you and come up with a plan that will allow you to do that. All right. Well, that sounds like like a good idea. Good. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll work on that. All right. Uh, You have any questions of me? Well, yeah. uh, In what you do, you know, is how how do you how do you take a look at what what the people are doing as far as if they're looking at going into a retirement, say within the next two or three years. What's your what's your primary focus? Sure, primary focus is number one, protect their nest egg. If they built a nest egg and they've planned, first thing I do is say, congratulations, you've done a great job planning. But now we got to protect and grow this money. So it's really about protecting your nest egg. If you're that close to retirement, you don't want another two thousand eight where you lost fifty percent of your <laughs> no. of your net worth. I mean, literally overnight. So I set up a, a full comprehensive plan, look at every aspect of everything you're doing, exactly how you spend your money, how much you're spending on things, and I come up, come back with a comprehensive plan where there's areas that we 
can save you some money or you can invest more towards the future and set it up so that you can have a fixed guaranteed income in your retirement that doesn't include looking at the stock market every day to see if it's up and down to decide how your day is going to go. Yeah, that could be frustrating. Very frustrating. So we set folks up in guaranteed growth accounts. That's We call it safe money mm-hmm. to make sure that they'll always have money for their retirement and that it can sustain their retirement. And we also set up a legacy plan for their families to leave their money and or however, however they want to, to leave their money or pass it on and we, our goal is to transfer wealth tax-free. Well, that's a good thought. And probate-free. That's an extra so good thought. It goes directly to the to the people intended to get it. Another question I just thought of, let's say we were to sell our business. Yes, sir. And we had a large influx of money. Yes, sir. Would you recommend taking some of that money and, a lip, I don't know how much, but a certain percentage of it and putting it into more of a risky higher growth income type of thing? Um, we, we have those as well. I would, I would likely, you know, based on having that money and wanting to protect it and have it sustain you. So if people in your family lived into to their 90s, uh, then you're likely to live into your 90s. So you My wife to, will. Okay. All right. Well, you might too. You're looking pretty darn good for 70. I was, I was guessing 50, but you know, um, anyhow, so Thank you much. you've done well, you've done well. Um, so I would try to determine, you know, how many years that you're going to need income and set up a plan for that. So I would really truthfully stay away from the risky stuff. Okay. Well, I was just curious about that. Cause yeah. first thing that goes through my head is we'll take a X amount of dollars and we'll give it to them and say, put it in some stuff with right. high growth potential. Right. Of course, there's high loss potential when you have high growth sure, potential. That's right. So high risk, high reward. Exactly. So we have funds high that loss. are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that are based on different indexes, ones that have had traditional greater growth, ones that, that, that have had more stable growth. So kind of look at it from both, both avenues. But the number one thing we want to do is protect your money and never have you lose a dollar of it. But still put it in some high growth. I mean, we have plenty of double-digit compounded growth opportunities in our IRA funds and then some other vehicles that allow tax-free distribution when you want to take the money out. You're not paying taxes on it, which is real important. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we all pay a little bit too much tax as it is. That's for sure. And it's only going to get worse the way it looks. Yes, sir. That is so true. After 2026, when uh, what uh, President Trump set up with the tax, you know, the fixed tax uh, uh, <clears throat> agenda, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big gamble after that as far as taxes. So we're encouraging a lot of our clients that if they have to pay some tax, pay it now while it's low. Get yourself in a tax-free situation so you don't care what the taxes go to later on. Yeah, well, they better. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because they are going to go up. There's no question about that. That's one of the first questions I ask. What do you think taxes are going to do? And the answer is just as you said. Absolutely. to go up. I have so, no doubt. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, uh, any other questions, Rick? Uh, no, I don't think so. That uh, pretty well that, uh, pretty well answered my questions. Good. I'm sure that uh, I know someone that will have a lot of questions. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting and talking to your wife. And my son's a CPA, so... Then you understand CPAs. Yes, sir. They're very detailed and have lots of questions. I used to laugh and say she could uh, make somebody squeal Uh when they walk by. (laughs) That's funny. 
So. Well, it's good to have a partner that really, you know, thinks of all the questions to ask and um, has your back like that. So, Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the best move I ever made. Yes, sir. And that's the way I feel about it. My wife's involved in my business, too. And she's just, uh, I call her my angels and the other ladies that work with her, my other angels. So very, very blessed. Well, um, uh, Rick, I just want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for everything you shared with us. I want to congratulate you on growing a great company and employing over 100 people. Um, well, I appreciate that helps that. the economy. And uh, just congratulate you on, on everything you've done and grandkids and kids and everything and i'm looking forward to talking to you off the mic on ways to uh help you enjoy that retirement well i appreciate it very much it was good meeting you and it was good to be here i appreciate the invitation yes sir thanks for your time we'll look forward to being in touch and all you listeners thanks so much for tuning in and when you think of security think of mr rick at paradigm where we cover more than just your assets nice i love that tagline i need a fancy tagline like that or Web Wealth Advisors, when you want to grow your money safely and make sure there'll be plenty, guaranteed income, tax-free in retirement. Hey, for all you listeners out there that uh, want help with your retirement plan, you want a comprehensive plan that will be bulletproof for this crazy up-and-down economy, please call Paul Webb. My office number is 678-410-7902 or go to www.web wealthadvisors.com and that web is with two b's please so look forward to serving you and talking with you and uh, thanks again for tuning in today have a great day 